passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post game podcast. Like sands through the hour, 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 hourglass, so are the days of our lives. Al. How are you? Oh, hi there, Jerry. I want to talk to you today, Jerry, about have you ever had a uh, a product that you really loved? Like, it's a solid product. Uh, probably, yeah, of And course. then uh, they upgrade the product. or And then know, it sucks? Yeah. Yeah, probably. I'd have to think about it, but yes, that sounds yeah. familiar, sure. Yeah, it happened. So um, there was a company that used to advertise here called Tushy. Yeah. And it's a it's a... Thing that you connect to your toilet seat and it shoots water up your butt and cleans mm-hmm. your butt. Mm-hmm. It's tremendous. Like I loved it. I had one in. I had one at home for months that I didn't hook up because it sounded strange to me. But the company sent one when they were doing advertising. And oddly, it was very easy to put in. Right. It was so it was very easy to put in. And Tom Izzo, who works here, says was the one who convinced me. He goes, I have one because it hooks up to your cold water. And right. I was like, Do I really want in the winter? cold water in my butt but it turns out your butt doesn't really have heat receptors. sensitivity yeah i guess it has receptors <laughs> for sure but it doesn't seem to mind well, i meant temperature yeah temperature receptors so I, I i i had it hooked up and it was wonderful jerry like to the point where like if i went if i stayed over gina's for the weekend she don't have a tushy then i'm like i gotta go bathroom here how am i cleaning myself up i better hop in the shower right you know did a week in Vegas, nine, ten days yeah, in sure. Vegas. I was really thrown off. Yes, you're not. You're not used to that anymore. Right, but my the tushy because it hangs hangs out in the toilet, moisture. The, it, it 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 starts to look like 
crap. Time for an upgrade. Okay. So Black Friday of this year, way back in November, I upgraded because they were on sale. Mm-hmm. Hadn't touched it. Didn't never never switched it out. And I figured after the Super Bowl, I'm going to switch it out. I, don't ask me why I decided after the Super Bowl was the time to do this, but that's well, when whatever I, you picked that time you did it. So upgraded the 3.0 inferior product. Really, I feel like in what way? Not as much power. Yeah, I feel like it's not as much power in my butt. I also feel like the the aim is awful a little bit because I'm getting um when when it's shooting the water to my butt, I'm getting a mist. From kind of sounds lovely, actually. <laughs> it sounds lovely, except the mist is coming off of your butt. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I don't because I don't have one. But I, so sounds I, okay. I I did what I do, Jerry. I wrote to the company. Oh God Almighty! Yeah, and I just said, "Hey, did they send you a free one?" No. Did they respond? They did respond. Okay, but they do this thing, Tushy. All of their responses are double entendres about your butt. Mm. So they'd be like, uh, hope things are going okay back there. You know, they'd like, try to have fun emails. Hey, we appreciate your email, ass face. <laughs> hey, a-hole. <laughs> so they go, oh, uh, maybe something's clogging the thing. I'm like, I just installed it. It's definitely not clogging yeah, the thing. It's brand new. Then I just throw it back. I said, I loved your original product. I go, I feel like in trying to improve it, you ruined it. I go, may I return this? They said, well, you're, you're, I bought it in November. Oh, they God. go, no, you're long past. Yeah. Usually it's 30, maybe, maybe 60 days. Yeah. You're at 90 plus. Yeah. Now. And I understand they are a small business. Yeah, sure. And they said, you know, the old version is still available on Amazon if you, if you really love the old version. But I want to love the new version, Jerry. But you don't. I don't know if I just, I, I guess. Did you if, expect a machine gun to be shot up your ass? I mean, what were you thinking? It just feels like it's a hair off. And I don't know if that's the installation process. Doesn't seem like you have a lot of control. Like it's when it's installed, it's installed. It's yeah. not like you could adjust it. But I just feel like something's just off, Jerry. I, I understand. I, I'm sorry to hear this. And I feel like this happens sometimes when you have a, a wonderful product. You feel like, you know, because you got all these people in an office. And it's like, we probably should try to improve on this. 100%, because they got to further the company and the product. Yeah, but some things don't need improvement. Yeah. It's just a wonderful whoosh right into your butt. I, yeah, I understand. Well, I, I don't, because I don't have one, but I, yeah. I get your concern and your problem. Yeah. All right, well, then go. Don't be cheap. Go to Amazon, get the original one back. But I am being cheap. Like I feel like, <laughs> I, I feel like, I feel like I'm being wronged, even though they gave me the original one for free. Oh, so you're even. Right. I feel, yeah, you're right. I'm probably even Steven right now. You're even. I wouldn't feel so bad. Hmm. I give it some more time. Maybe it works itself out. Maybe there's a kink in it or something. Yeah. Who knows? I don't know. You maybe know? it's just, maybe I just need to adjust the way I sit my butt in the seat somehow. I'm, I'm what, doing something wrong. What controls the water? Is so, it like a pedal or something? No, there's a, on the side, the thing goes, you have to take your toilet seat off to connect right. it. And then the toilet seat goes on top of it. And there's a little handle that comes out on the right-hand side with a dial to you increase the water. As it's going. And you've got it increased to the max. To the max. Yeah. Maybe the dial's broken. I don't know. What's weird is um, when I get off of the toilet, and then I, I, what I did is I got off the toilet and I got a paper cup out 
to block it to see how powerful. <laughs> <laughs> this was Al's Monday. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes, Jerry, you would not believe how much time I spent with this. Wow. I was trying to adjust it on the seat. When it comes out of that stream and hits that paper cup, it's strong. Right. So then what's the problem? I don't so know. It's probably not the product. Maybe it's your fat ass. <laughs> Maybe my the way my butt is shaped. That's what I'm saying. Maybe you're kinking the whatever. You're you're for you're causing some sort of friction or something or some cloggage. Oh, you're saying maybe the weight of my yeah. butt yeah. onto the thing. I see uh, you what do you're look saying. a little chunky these days. <laughs> I see what you're saying, Jerry. I'm just saying maybe it's not installed a hundred percent correctly. Maybe you maybe you're just off. With the installation. Right. Because if you're telling me when you're not on the bowl and it's firing. Yeah, like if I were to say, Jerry, let me shoot this into your butthole, you'd be like, no way. Because it was (laughs) so strong. I mean, you just said that out loud, dude. I'm glad you said no way. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Um, I think it's your installation. Yeah. That's what I think. I think you just kind of sold me on that. It's you. User error. Mm Mm-hmm. User error. I would feel like it'd have to be because this company's selling a lot of these products. They're not. I feel like I could get one of these. Yeah. They are interesting, Jerry. Yeah. They really do clean you up. I'm sure they do. It's a wonderful thing. They do sell one that hooks up to the hot water. Okay. That sounds lovely. Be careful, though. Right. I have very hot water. Our hot water heater tank is on a high. Yeah. Oh, be careful. But here's the other thing you got to remember Burning with, ass. with hot water. <laughs> You still have to, just like if you go into your bathroom sink. Yeah, you got to run it. So where's that water going? Running into your butt ice cold. So, I mean, it's going to have to get. It's it's difficult. Mm -hmm. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Other than I think you should re- Take another look at the uh, at the installment. I did that yesterday. I did a whole new reinstallment, but I haven't. I I I didn't. uh, I didn't try it yet. So just to recap, yesterday I went home, Mm -hmm. grabbed my stuff, ran back to Rutgers. Did a nice podcast with Steve Peichel. Uh-huh. Rushed back, picked up my son at school, uh, took my wife out for her birthday just for an hour or so. Then I had to go run over to the gym, set up 12 cor- sets of cornhole boards. Yes. Ran back home, had to do something on the computer real quick with mm-hmm. my son for homework. Yes. Ran back to cornhole, mm-hmm. got back at 9.30, watched the end of the Nick game, took a shower, laid down about 10.15, and you were jerking around with your butthole. <laughs> That's correct. And angrily, I did it in an angrily, angry fashion. So I was like, what is this thing? Oh, that is too funny, Yeah, man. that's what I did yesterday. I believe it. I, I, I don't doubt it. I spent longer on that than I would care to admit, admit to, yeah. Mm-hmm. The toilet seat was off. The toilet seat was on. The toilet it's seat was off. It's 55 and sunny today. Please get outside sunny? and walk for an hour. Not right now. I said today, later. Really? Suppo- I mean, what I just read was by 2 o'clock, it's supposed to be a mix of sun and clouds. That sounds like a lovely day. I'll tell you what I have right now, Jerry. Clouds. Right now, yeah. All day until 7 when it's going to rain. Really? That's yeah. okay. Well, I hope well, this my is New York. I was looking at. Uh, I was looking at Marlboro, New Jersey. I'm right. sorry, Colts Neck, New Jersey. Oh, let me look. Let me take a take a look at Bradley Beach, New Jersey. Yeah, well, that's where you live. Um, I'm going to Colts Neck to play golf with my son today, so that's what I was concerned with. And I don't even care if it's cloudy; just don't rain and be fifty plus, right? And I'm totally happy. But even if it's fifty four and cloudy, just get out and walk, right? And don't be concerned about water in your butt. Well, luckily, the dog requires me to walk, so I do get out and walk every day. I feel like I like my watch, you know, the watches and things that tell yeah. you how many steps you yeah. go. I get 
about 10,000 every day, sometimes a little over, sometimes a little under. But if I'm walking at such a slow pace with the dog where it's like walks, smells stuff, walks. Seems useless, right? Yeah, am I really getting 10,000 steps? No, but I do think just the act of standing as opposed to sitting sounds ridiculous. But I think the act of standing up and even slight movement is better than what we do most of the day. I guess that's why some people have like the standing desk. Yeah, I you guess know, so. they have those. Yeah, makes you move a little bit more. Hmm. So I, I could be wrong about that, but I, I think it's better, you're better off doing that than you are just sitting around watching TV. That's the one thing. Watching a lot of these neuroscientists lately, that's come across my YouTube feed. Yeah, and I'm fascinated by the brain. The one thing that seems like a constant is the exercise for the forget your weight. The exercise for your brain is almost as important as getting the proper amount of sleep. Hmm. Like it is really something. Yeah. And it's become, it's not like one that's be a, a really a common theme by all these people that I'm watching on these, on these shows exercise for your brain. Yeah. You know, the weight, that's one thing, but your brain really needs it. Hmm. Like an anxiety reducer. For that, some. Yeah. And it, they are talking in all technical terms. I don't understand what the hell they're talking about, but in terms of the frontal lobe and the activity, um, there's another thing. One of the people said, where you can actually, I, I didn't want to embarrass myself because I don't understand it, but exercise. Okay. Just make sure you're moving. Move. I was reading a very bizarre thing about, uh, you ever hear things about foods from the past and you go, oh, when this was invented, like the thing you would hear about like Coca-Cola, be, you know, they used to have real cocaine in it. Yeah, when, yeah, yeah. You know, that's where it came from. And that's what, you know, and when uh, you'll hear all these things about foods. So I saw a thing on the internet. Don't know if it's true or not. I have heard many people say this, a lot of the food people I follow, that cornflakes were originally made by Kellogg mm-hmm. to to stop people from masturbating so much. Yes. we we I thought we talked about we this. We did? Yeah, we did talk about this, that that was like a sin. And that if you ate uh, cornflakes, it would help you masturbate less. Supposedly. So then they go, oh, see, and you're eating these cornflakes, and that may be harming your libido. Yeah, I, there is. A, I have seen that. You've story. heard that, yes. I've also seen that Kellogg's started, you know, cereals or whatever. They started the whole Kellogg. Is it Kellogg's or Post? I think it was Kellogg's that started the whole breakfast is the most important meal of the day because they got into the cereal business Oh, I when see. in fact it's not the most important meal of the day that we've been sold on that our whole lives right so I, because of that i literally try to wait as long as i can now to eat unlike you who eats as you're rolling over in bed <laughs> no you're right i've thought about that this morning because my alarm goes off at two i walk downstairs i get a gigantic bowl of yogurt yeah i know and i thought about that though what you from yesterday's conversation like should i why should I do that? Should I come down and have a coffee instead? Mm-hmm. Get in the car, come here, wait a little bit, then have my yeah. yogurts. Yeah, I now really I'm bringing do. in all yogurts. My alarm goes off at 2.30. I try not to eat anything until I get done with my first report. So okay. 6.45 is usually the first. There are times that I will, I'm so hungry that I will eat something quickly walking in here at 10 to 5 or, you know, right before 5 o'clock. But I try very much to not eat till 6.45. It's funny, though, like you get to the point, like for me, like when that alarm goes off, I go, ooh, yogurt, yogurt. It's your routine. Yeah. It's hard to break a routine. And it's a habit. I mean, it is a habit for you now. Yeah. I'm like, and your I body get, knows it. My body's got to get some yogurt in it. Yeah. And 
Jerry, I'm jamming yogurt in my mouth, shooting water up my butt. There's a whole thing going on at my house. I understand. Wild over there. <laughs> it is just wild over there that sometimes. Some scene in Bradley Beach. It sure is. <laughs> I was listening to uh, Tom Green was on the uh, Joe Rogan podcast. I'm still listening to it, but he was, you know, he's got himself a farm up in Canada now. He lives on a farm and he has a, a mule. Which he says, he was talking about how mules, he was essentially saying that mules can read our minds and our feelings. And that the mule knows that, like, you have to be confident and think in your head what you want the mule to do in order for the mule to do it. Because the mule can sense that and knows what you want it to do. And this is backed by what science? We have Tom Green. (laughs) I guess he's been doing mule research. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he said if you're, if you're riding on a mule right, and you want the mule to go left, all you have to do think is... Think left? Think left and move your eyes left, and it knows to go left. Okay. It also knows when you are afraid to go somewhere, and it will not go there. Well, I don't think I'll ever be on a mule in my life. <laughs> you don't know that. So uh, great information for you, I suppose, when you do move to Colts Deck and you buy a mule. Yeah. Uh, that's not going to be really relevant for me. What percentage would you put that you will be on a mule at some point? Less than one. Less than 1%. Yes, less than 1%. Do you think you'll remember this in like if 15 If I years, find a mule? No, in 15 years you go somewhere, you're, you're traveling with Rutgers, they you go somewhere and they go, we're going out to this farm with the team, team bonding. Which like, is not a crazy idea. And they go, Jerry, get on the mule. Because we'd be like, oh my God, I never thought I'd get on a mule. I think they rode camels this year when yes. they went to Africa. Yes, you're right. You, I remember you telling me that. Yeah, so there's a possibility that that could happen, and I will think of that. My wife's new favorite drink is this Moscow Mule. Oh, yeah. Now I'm going to think of Tom Green every time she orders one. When you're having drinks. Oh, by the way, you know about mules. You know she would look at me if I told her about Tom Green and basically thinking my way to a mule's brain. Yeah. No, I think I'll pass on that. Also right, something I didn't know about mules. Everything? <laughs> something. <laughs> He said, by the way, when he bought this mule, yeah. the mule people that he bought it the from... The mule people. Had to come live with him for three days to teach him about the mule. There's a business for everything. Yeah. How do you become people. a mule person? I guess you raise mules. Oh my God. And did you and also, the money is in that. Did you know that you cannot make a mule? No, I Hold didn't. Hold on. <laughs> if you take a male mule and a female mule, you cannot make a mule out of that. <laughs> What about a meal? Can I slaughter them? They make a meal out of a mule? A mule is mule a... Mule meat. A mule is always birthed by a donkey and a horse. And because it's such a weird combination, they are born sterile. Well, you got a lot of time on your hands. Like, do you hear yourself? So interesting. Not really. It's really not. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Mules. That's a weird sound. I can't wait for you to go inside on the computer and have to type in this description. Mule sex. Alan Jerry discuss. <laughs> Alan Jerry discuss. Um, b- butthole cleaners. Cornflake stopping masturbation. <laughs> and mules mating. And mules mating. Sterile mules mating. Holy God. And will Jerry ever ride a mule? How about this? Just wrap the whole thing up. Mules baiting as they have water being shot up their ass. <laughs> While eating cornflakes. <laughs> yum, yum, yum. <laughs>
I was also doing a little research oh, this morning, Jerry. I typed in um, what states don't have income tax. Okay. There's 13 of them? Is that right? There's No, there's 13 states that that don't tax your 401k when you pull out of retirement funds. Okay. But there's only, I, I didn't write down all of the uh, no incomes. I only wrote down the ones that were interesting to live in. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Florida, Texas, Tennessee. Okay. And Arizona, right? No. Arizona does have a state income tax? Yes, they do. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know Tennessee didn't. Yeah, so Tennessee, Texas, Florida. I think uh, Wyoming is one. Mm-hmm. Alaska is one. You know, there were other things. You South Dakota where you'd be like, I ain't never. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got an email from a guy who listens to the podcast. Yes. Who lives in South Dakota? We were talking about uh, dogs. Like, mm-hmm. he, he, by the way, that's awesome. A guy that's living in South Dakota listening yeah. to our podcast. Yes, that's, I think he was from here originally. That's awesome. Took a job in in South Dakota. He told me that in the winter, South Dakota is like negative twenty three degrees outside. Yeah, I had no idea. It's I would have. I would I didn't know if I would have said negative twenty three. Yeah, but I would have thought it was very much like Minnesota. Oh my god, I would never have. I don't yeah, know why I wouldn't horrible. have guessed that. So Florida, Texas, Tennessee, I think are states you could seem interesting to live in when you retire. Mm-hmm. There's also one other nearby state that does not tax your retirement. Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Yeah, I did know that, actually. That's an interesting one. I did know that. Because you can, I mean, if you want to retire in Pennsylvania. Right, that's the thing that which sucks. Which still cold in the winter. Yeah. But if you want to see more of your money and still not be all that far away from family correct that's the big one i think it, i mean you could live an hour away it's not that far 50 minutes actually from right. where i live i think is like where lafayette university is or lehigh oh yeah like they're not far in uh by uh eastern pennsylvania yeah it's not far at all gina's mom used to live down there okay and so we would go there we'd cut through lehigh yeah to the eastern bat factory oh that's cool i think there's an eastern map really? i didn't there. know that i think so nice. could be making that up but i feel like it's i there. never put two and two together yeah that's where Easton Bats comes from? Like Louisville Slugger is Louisville, Kentucky? I'm going to say yes, but... You're not sure, are I'm you? I'm not 100% oh. sure, but I feel like I saw there Makes was sense. a museum. That would be cool. Yeah. I never thought of that. I'll have to Google that. That is kind of cool. Yeah. How much How much thought have you really put into... I, I know you say five years from now, and I, yeah. do, I do believe you probably will walk away in five years. Have you really put any thought into leaving the area, or is it just... Yeah, I kind of fool around with it, but I know I'm not really going anywhere. Yeah, I think that. I think I think about it a lot, but I also think like, because you start to go, okay, well, like my parents are in their early 80s. Yeah. So you're not going to leave when your parents are. But then my sisters and me, uh, you know, my, my one sister is a couple years older than me. One sister is a couple years younger than me. So they'll be getting older, too, just as I'm getting older, you know, looking forward in the Mm -hmm. future. So I think the better idea is like these people that have like uh, if you get a have a small place in New Jersey like I have and get a small place in Florida. Yeah, I have a dual residence. Can you do that and, and get the savings from Florida while, you know, the tax savings Mm -hmm. while also having. I think the thing that will hurt you, though. To where I think that's a great idea. Yeah. You despise the airport. I know. And I totally understand. You're right. I, I understand why. I don't love it either, but I have no problem if I had to fly twice. I mean, round trip twice a month. Like, I would have no problem going. I would have no problem going back and forth. No joke. 
fly one place on Sunday night and then Friday morning fly to the other place. Like I would do that. I, to me, the air travel is so easy in terms of getting places. The airport sucks. Yeah, and I don't know. Like, if I retired, would I be less annoyed at things like that? I think, or more annoyed because I'm older. I think you getting back to a normal sleep routine, not having to be concerned about things you don't give a crap about. I think you will see a big change in your mindset. I slept like eight hours the other night on Saturday into Sunday. Mm-hmm. Gina was like, "You're so pleasant today. You rested." It's even one day. Yeah. It doesn't take much to kind of get reset. Yeah. And I think when you are also not, you know, I mean, while our jobs are not hard, we're not working 12 hour days from the time really before you go to bed to when you wake up until you get home, you are looking at sports stories and video and really like you don't care, but it's a job when that's gone. And you can focus on just your nutrition and music and whatever you like to watch on TV or going to theaters and and not being in New York City ever again. That's a big one, too, New York being in New York. I think you're going to feel a weight off your shoulders that you can't even comprehend right now. What's funny, uh, uh, since I complain about everything, the one thing I actually don't complain about because I do enjoy, I actually like my commute in and out. You just don't like being here. In New York City. Right. Yeah. You don't mind driving. Yeah, and the commute in, in the middle of the night, is... Peaceful. Yeah, Yeah, very peaceful. I was taken today, because it never happens, I got on the parkway, the cops with the weaving to slow us down to pick up... On the left-hand side of the parkway? No, it happened to me, though, this time, going north. Usually, I see it on the other side. Oh, it was on the express lane side? It was... No, parkway, not turnpike. Parkway. Parkway, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm beyond the Driscoll Bridge. You're south. I'm talking... Oh, I see. Because when I was coming in this morning... The, the part prior to that yeah. bridge, south heading north, I got lucky. The left-hand side oh. had the cops stopped everybody, and so I was brutal. flying on the right-hand side. It's it's hard. And yeah. I'm, like, I'm sitting there like, I was fine. It only slowed us down for five minutes. But I'm like, I couldn't imagine sitting in traffic every day. Oh, like regular commuters? No I, way. Oh, it sounds so terrible. No way. I know. When I see Spike writing about Route 22 every day yeah. on Twitter. It's so it's so funny to me because I'm like, oh, my God, how terrible that is. Yeah. it's There have been even jobs that I've looked at, and I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want this in my life. Yeah. The, the frustration of yeah. it. Not anymore. No, it, it's it, that is tough. So, yeah, it's nice. Like, if you have something that you want to listen to or even just chill out, and the ride in, you can't even get phone calls, Jerry, because who's up? Yeah, that's why when you do get the random one once in a while, it's hilarious to me. <laughs> right. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, and if the phone does ring, you get nervous. Yeah, I assume either one of you guys is sick yeah. or stuck in traffic yes. somewhere. <laughs> that is very true, too. Yeah. And then, of course, the 4 o'clock phone call we got uh, seven years ago. Never good That either. was not a good one. That's never good either. Yeah. Yes. No. Right. All right, Jerry, let's do the warm-up show. All right. Is tomorrow Wednesday? It oh, is. tomorrow's dog day. Tomorrow's Wednesday, yes. You should bring in your cats. I'm not bringing in my cats. Do you have any mind? This is a theory I have. This whole idea, and this maybe comes from cartoons or something, that dogs chase cats. And I'm more afraid of a cat mm-hmm. chasing my dog than my dog chasing a cat. Because a cat's got claws. Yeah. A cat that's outside is uh, angry and knows the streets. Oh, yeah. No question. Yeah, I, I, I agree not. with you. I do agree with that. Yeah. I'm still on the fence about getting a golden retriever. Because I know they'd get along. Yeah, they would get along. 
but haven't done it yet. Yeah, but that's just funny. Like, man, like, I, I don't know where that started where cats, it's like uh, cats chase mice, mm-hmm. dogs chase cats. Right. I think I got that from Tom and Jerry. Probably. We got a lot from our cartoons. Yeah, but the reality is <laughs> I, I'm walking down the street in Bradley Beach and I see a street cat coming. See you the other way. I don't blame you. Peace out. Yep, I hear you. All right, Jerry. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A -a one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. And it takes the knee of the New York Giants are the Super Bowl 42 champions. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. They knock off the mighty Patriots 17 to 14. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. You know what? Not today. The Eddie Scazzeri, nice to see you. We've got, let's see, we got a bitch boy comment. We've got a story of an Al Duke's childhood hero that I can't wait to bring to him, and a wild Nick win. Al, how are you? Oh, hi, Jerry. Plus, the biggest news I just heard, Brianna Stewart staying with the Liberty. Thank God. Woo, a collective oh. woo. Pat Boyle, thank you for that. I, I, I did not know that. Oh, my goodness. That's very it's awesome. Oh, Jerry, it's always the worst when the best of the best leave the New York area. Joe Namath went to uh, the <laughs> San Rams. Francisco. Oh, the Rams. That's right. You know, it's uh, it was always, whew, you just breathe a sigh of relief. <laughs> Brianna Stewart staying with the Liberty. Thank God. Tom Seaver left. Tom Seaver left. left. Yep, yep. Good point, Jerry. Yep. yep, yep. Daryl Strawberry, Doc Gooden. Yeah. I mean, everyone goes and. You just got to breathe a sigh of relief when it works out in your favor every <laughs> once in a while, just like it did. Very nice. Jerry, my favorite, one of my favorite stories, I've got a lot, a handful of interesting stories. I don't think I've okay. anything uh, earth-shattering here I'm going to guess this is not going to be Monty Williams and the Knicks last night. No. I didn't think so. Because here's what I was thinking about as I as I wandered in here this morning. Yeah. We kind of touched on this on the post-game podcast yesterday. What percentage of the people listening right now, I think, watched the Knicks game last night? Like legitimately, uh, what do you think the percentage is? I have no idea. I yeah. don't know. 
I saw. Know. I got home from cornhole and I saw the last five minutes of the game. Yeah, and actually saw the wild sequence, and um, so I actually did get to see it live. I don't. I don't know the answer to that. I'm gonna say less thirty percent. Right. That's maybe. So that means seventy percent of people didn't. Watch probably it. not. Yeah. Probably weeknight. It did. That was probably when all that crazy stuff happened last night. It was nine forty-five. Right. So then you expect to come on and talk about the like. No one saw it. Well, whatever you talk about is going to be the same answer, most likely. What's that? Like any topic that you talk about is probably the same thing, unless you're talking about something that's so culturally popular right now. I also think other sports like, so football we watch, everyone watches. Baseball, I think, is one of those sports that you can really follow by reading the box scores, box scores yeah. and the story. Yeah. And I don't think basketball is like that. Because I, I went to the... Uh, Box scores and the story this morning. Sure. When I saw the Knicks stuff, and I was like, I, I'm reading. It, I go, I have no idea what they're well, talking about. I th- so I think you're right. I think on a day to day basis, yeah, you can day-to-day. probably as kids, we followed along baseball seasons with the box score. And I think there are people in the Hall of Fame right now because writers put them in based on the box score. Yeah, as opposed to actually seeing them on it. I mean, how could you see them on a day to day basis if they played in Cleveland? Correct. And you were a New York sports writer right, in the '80s. Yeah, hundred percent, absolutely. '70s, '80s, and even into the early '90s, really before. Oh, for sure. You know, maybe all right, ESPN changed things a little bit, but you're right. Um, so I think you're correct in that. And baseball will always be a box score game, although there are things that do get lost when you don't watch the game. For the most part, you're probably right. Basketball is a little different. You kind of have to know. I, mean, I guess you could say the same thing for baseball, but you got to know the players. You got to know the the little nuances of the game. And last night, the no call was one that to me is not a big deal. If you're a Nick fan, from the standpoint of you got screwed in Houston a couple weeks ago. With the bad call on Jalen Brunson, last night they get away with one. But you're right. If you don't know basketball, you might be confused by what you read. Yeah, and I, uh, you know, I went to Twitter this morning. I like to see, I like to get a see what's going on in mm. the sports world. And I feel like this is happening almost verbatim every time the Knicks win. And I don't know if this is a thing or or is, is he just repeating the same thing. I take you to Tommy Lugauer of the Afternoon Show. Oh, the dudes and dogs again? Yeah. Right, okay. He tweeted, the Knicks have dudes, the Knicks have dogs. They're going to do damage, never in doubt. This is everything he, every, after every win, he he writes this. Right, but at what point, like, I'm tired of already, I saw it twice. I agree. <laughs> it was, the one time we saw it, it was cool. Yeah, it was funny. To me, I would have kind of held on to that now until they clinched, like, the two seed in the East or something. But after a win, you know what the Pistons' record is? Well, I knew for a long time that they had like 22 losses in a row or something. Yeah. They're with last night's loss. They're 8-49. and 49. <laughs> And they should have won. They've lost 41 more games than they've won. Yeah, they're 8-49. and 49. Yeah. If I'm, I love Tommy. Yeah. Last night's probably not the night I would have gone with the dudes and the dogs and damage considering they should have lost the game. Unless it's just his gimmick now. Well, it is that. And sometimes, you know, when but, you... Working a gimmick, you have to every day. You got to pound it. And you know what? After they beat the Sixers last week, all good. Yeah, this is not the uh, the place where I would have actually done that. Okay, so you would have held back, maybe. Yeah, they, the Pistons suck because they, stink. even though they've got Cade Cunningham, they're not good. They're eight and forty nine. <laughs> Do you imagine being eight Excuse and forty nine? And he's got uh, Al's dying. By the way, um, hold on, let me turn the mic so you can hear him. You gonna make it? You gonna make it, Jerry? <laughs> My hot honey water hit the back of my throat. <laughs> well, better than something else that could hit the back of exactly. the throat. Um, Monty Williams is 8-49 and 49 in his first year there, and I think he's got like a 17-year deal for $130 million. So he ain't going anywhere. He walks in every day. He's like, are they firing me today? No. He, the was, contract? he was the Phoenix Suns coach. 
he was I, I don't remember if he quit or got fired. I don't remember how that worked out, but he wound up leaving the Suns in some way, shape, or form, and the Pistons scooped him up and gave him a long-term, wow. very lucrative deal. He's not going anywhere. That's awesome. Yeah. So, And this was a game, like, they really had a chance and, and probably should have won the game. But they did not. But they didn't. And, and, that's, and the reason of that, Jerry, is the Knicks have dudes. No, no, it's because the officials admitted after the game that they missed the call. The Knicks have dogs. Yes. Well, or that's quite possible. And they're going to do damage. We'll see. Never they got to get healthy to do damage. They're still healthy. good. They're, they're not a. They're not what they were without a few of these guys. And how is it like I'm still, and this has been multiple days now. It came up on Boomer and Geo yesterday. I feel like it came up the week before with you guys. Like, they go, oh, Julius Randle may have season-ending surgery. How do we not know that? I yet? don't know. Because when he got do it hurt, or don't. it didn't sound like it was going to be something that would last as long as it has already. We knew he was going to miss time. Um, but it was Randall that came out last week and said, you know, surgery's not off the table. I guess if it doesn't get to the point they expected that they'll have to opt for, I don't know. Was it shoulder, Jerry? Yeah. No, they ought to do with that, uh, jam that stuff that, uh, Kodai Sanga just got jammed up in his platelet rich therapy. The plasma. Plasma rich. PRP therapy. Yeah, PRP. (laughs) Jam that right into, uh, Julius Randall's shoulder. I don't. I don't know that it would work in that case. I don't know that it wouldn't. You take out some blood, Jerry. You spin it around real fast <laughs> and is, jam it right back in that shoulder. Let's go. This is go. your new thing. Yeah. Have you done it yet? Have no, you made the appointment to do it yet? <laughs> if there was an at-home thing, I could do it. I could take my own blood, spin it, mm. put it right back up in there. I got some shoulder pain myself. You think anybody's thought to try and do that for yes. their uh, nether regions? Yes. <laughs> to I think try and make have, that more yeah. vital. <laughs> I think people have tried everything in their nether regions. That's terrible, isn't it? Yeah, because when that disappoints you, Jerry, you'll go to great lengths to try to fix it. That's true. That is very true. I mean, there's a, <laughs> there's you... commercials that run that's that say, uh, you know, for ED. Right. That's no drugs or whatever the heck it's called. They go, no pills. When the pills aren't working, come here. Right. And you know what the come here is? They 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 shoot a needle in your schween. You're kidding. No. Well, who wants to do that? Desperate men, Jerry. That's what I'm saying. Did you see, I'm trying to, I don't know, was it Kurt Busch? Bush. Eh, did you see this story? Just, Eddie, just make sure my fader's down. Kurt so Busch story? Kyle Busch. Oh, Kyle Busch. I did not. So Kyle Busch lost this past weekend. <laughs> you only talk about when it's not performing properly, guys yeah. will do anything they can. So he loses this NASCAR race uh, the other day at Atlanta Motor Speedway. And he posts on Instagram afterwards, can't get much closer than that, needed a couple of inches. His wife. Oh, boy. His, his wife responded? His wife responded by by writing, I've been telling you that for almost 20 years. Oh, boy. <laughs> I like it. That's a playful couple right there. <laughs> now, that's funny. The Bush family. Right. And their name's Bush. Bush. <laughs> so, yeah, I thought that was funny. So, yeah, see, two inches, two inches. Right. Two inches is two inches, Jerry. Though, if it you, extends. Better to have two inches that, better to have an extra two inches than to have minus two inches. Well, that's true, too. Mm. Although there was a study that says the, it's not the length. Yeah. It's the girth. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I'm just telling you what the study said. What it if just you came don't have out? length or girth? Then where, <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> Stay single. Then where are, you, where are you at? Where are we at, Jerry? Yeah, that's where you're trying those pumps again. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Jerry, uh, Luis Severino, he's on the Mets now. I don't know he if you is. remember that. He uh, pitched for the Yankees, but now he's on the Mets. He uh, is focusing on sleep this season because he says he was only sleeping uh, five hours a night. Uh-oh, that's what we do. Yeah, which is what we do. And he he said the reason he was only sleeping five hours a night is he was, he was up watching TV all night. Really? Yeah. And then the TV would... He wouldn't be able to fall asleep after watching TV. Mm. So they had him, him and the sleep specialist, they had him switch to music instead of television. You know what I started trying? Do you ever put on YouTube the green the green, uh, the green, green sounds? No. It's supposed to shut your mind off. Is that right? Green I sounds. I don't know that it's really worked. I don't know that it hasn't worked. I've tried it a couple of times. I mean, I guess I did fall asleep, but usually fall asleep anyway at some yeah. point. Um, I got to do a little more of that. And YouTube has, you can get, like, live rain sounds. Like, people post it live. They will put these different noises that are supposed to be soothing for the brain. Um, but, fi- you know, the life of, uh, trust me, they make a lot of money. Not, no one's crying for them. But the life of a ball player is tough in terms of your sleep patterns, I would think. Yeah. Because it, it, most of your games are at night. By the time you get out of there and you get home, especially in these godforsaken cities where the traffic's brutal, I don't know how they're ever laying down before one, two o'clock in the morning anyway. Right. You know, and I and if you've got kids, I don't think you're sleeping until ten thirty. No, the kids be waking you up. So yeah, if he's staying up late watching TV, that's a problem. Yeah. I, I never get when people say like um you should shut the TV off before you go to bed so that you can like mm-hmm. that your body can't relax when there's a screen. Yeah. But man, that TV puts me right to sleep. I can't get through a, a show at night because I fall asleep during it. Well, I think, one, you're so exhausted. And, two, I, it's really become your routine as well, yeah. which they also say is very important. Yes, to have a sleep routine. We had uh, on the fans Sunday morning, uh, we run this, you know, like public access oh, yeah. programming. It's WCBS 880 in conjunction with Fan or with Odyssey. And there was a sleep specialist on on Sunday morning. And she said... Quality and quantity are important. But one of the things she said that was really important was making sure you have a very similar routine every night. So even if you can only sleep five hours a night, make sure you go to bed at the same time and you're getting up at the same time. And that at least puts your body in a better place, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I always like to say, like, I go, uh, I like to get into sleep mode at 7 p.m. But let me ask you, what are you like on, so Friday... Like, for for Severino, I think it's all over the map because the Yankees play a lot of day games on Saturday and Sunday, so that's from the Sunday night games. Friday nights are a mess. So I would think he's all over the place. Yeah. We're pretty regimented except for the weekends. Like, are you falling asleep at 7 o'clock on Friday and Saturday? Uh, no, 9 o'clock, though. No, okay. Yeah. Same type of, like, put the TV on, yeah. start drooling down your face. Yeah. Interesting. Gina will always go like, put on whatever you want because I know you're going to be sleeping 10 minutes and I'll watch whatever I want. <laughs> so go go ahead and put on some sort of murder documentary, which I do and then. And then you're out. Out. Hmm. Has she ever videoed you? Like, are you there with she your did. mouth wide open? She did one time. I didn't appreciate that. <laughs> My head cocked back. Oh, I'm sure. That's Can... a, a nice dreamlike state, though, when you're in and out of sleep on the couch watching TV and you're like, your head is is. Yeah, see, Bop I, in and see. I don't like it. It's like drugs. I my my wife and my kids do that. As soon as I feel myself falling asleep, I go to bed. Oh, I no. I can't. I don't like the idea of having to get up and go upstairs. Uh-uh. 
You don't like that drug. And it feels like that's what I I've never done drugs other than uh, alcohol. I imagine that's what drugs is like, like like falling in and out of sleep, uh, or trying to, or wanting to scrape your eyes out, like Eddie. Uh, yeah, because the drugs can have a different effect yeah. on you. It depends on the drug and the absolutely, person, absolutely, Jerry. So, oh, why, why don't you try some drugs and let us know? But <laughs> I'll say it's just like sitting on the couch. Yeah, I don't know that it is. By the way, Louis Severino said he's only now he's up to six hours a night. It's not like he That's he only it? increased an hour. You know, a lot of these teams have specialists, dietitians. I would think sleep specialists. I can't imagine they'd be happy with six hours if no. that's what they hear. Like the op- they say seven is the minimum you're supposed yes. to get. So I would think if you're, I don't know. You like, hate oh. when you hear people go because uh, some people say this. Gina, uh, she'll go. Uh, <laughs> I need nine. Oh God, nine. I'm like, that's two nights for us uh, here at the radio station. Nine hours. The other night when I went to Purdue with Rutgers, I was so tired when we got there. I laid down at 8.15, and I think I woke up at 9 o'clock the next morning. And I'm like, wow, that was 12, 12 and a half hours sleep. I think I got 12 the previous three nights combined. (laughs) Isn't that something? Yeah, And that's who we're talking to right now, Jerry. If you're in your car right now driving to work, you you're going to bed early, or you better be. <laughs> you would and think. you're getting five hours of sleep. If they're listening at five fifteen, you're damn Absolutely, right. Absolutely, Jerry. <laughs> I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on, and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about: basketball, now golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Before we get started, I just want to say on behalf of every single Met fan out there, this is the Rico Bronya Podcast. On behalf of all of the people that were at Chase Stadium on that October night, on behalf of every Met fan that's watched this man pitch, let me just tell Adam Wainwright, can you go f- yourself? <laughs> wow. Wow, you weren't kidding. You were. You came in hot. Subscribe and listen to the Rico Bronya Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. This is one of those songs that I've heard a million times, and I could never tell you who it was. I just added this to uh, the Al's Boring Vibes playlist that I put together, Jerry. Uh, Michael Penn. Michael Penn. Sean Penn's brother. Oh, is that true? Yeah. Will he be playing at the Mammoth Theater? Uh, That's probably where he would be playing if he were still playing, yes. And you will be there front row. He had another song that had some radio play called uh, This and That. Still off the same record, I believe. Mm. So he had two songs. I don't know where where he uh, went, but that was an era of music where there were so many people that had like just one song. Yeah, and then they would the one hit wonder. But different than like the eighties one hit wonders, which had kind of weird. That eighties had weird the music sounding was weird. Yeah, the music was weird. Yeah. This was like more traditionally sounding music, but people come in, have a hit, and never see them see them again. Yeah, well, it's I guess easier to to write one than it is write multiple ones, which is sure why the is. ones that do it. For a long time, you really can applaud them. Yes, I uh, I, do, I give it a big standing ovation. Jerry. Mm. Um, by the way, I was asking you yesterday or the day before, one of these days, about uh, like when did Bill Belichick become kind of douchey? Yeah. Um, well, in watching this uh, Patriots documentary, uh, it was a Spygate. So that okay. was it. That's where the line got drawn in the sand, where he became a douche. 
to the media, to everybody. So you're telling me that press conferences prior to that, it was the more bubbly? Correct. Belichick, really? I he would, would have thought smile, his entire he would time laugh. with the Patriots. Interesting. No. It was that uh, Spygate stuff because that's when he started getting questions about things other than what were going on on the field. Oh, sure. He wouldn't answer, and he felt betrayed by Eric Mangini. Yeah, well, Mangini was defending his guys. So. Yeah, so he, so I, I guess the people uh, in this documentary said that after that, he, like, distanced himself from everybody and just became a douche. Well, there you go. Line in the sand. La- drew a line in the sand there, Jerry. One thing we did also find out, good news for Giants fans here in the area oh, listening. what's this? Well, just in this documentary series, is that after the Giants beat them in that Super Bowl where they were, like, 19-0 and or 18-0, and whatever the hell they were. Mm-hmm. Were they 19-0 and and then they went into that Super Bowl? Uh, well, they went 16-0, and won the two playoff games, or 18-0. and Okay, so they're right? Eight- yeah. Right, because they would have had the first-round by divisional round championship. Yeah. Okay, so they were 18-0. They're going for 19-0, mm-hmm. and the Giants beat them. And a guy, they, one of the craft uh, sons who works on the team. Mm-hmm. Jonathan, maybe? Maybe. Said that after the game, players were crying and vomiting. Vomiting? He said he's never seen. And it was cool. You know, the, sometimes these documentaries do this now, where they take something that Clearly, the person doesn't think is going to be in the film, right? Because, like it's off camera. Yeah, and they keep they must you, they must have the rights to everything. Yeah, because this craft guy goes, "Oh man," he goes, "I never saw anything like it." He goes, "Players were crying; they were they were vomiting all over the locker room." And he goes, "I think of a better way to say that." Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Uh, I don't know if I want to put that. And they put this whole thing in. <laughs> That's tremendous. Yeah. So Giants fans got to be like. By the way, there's nothing to hide there. It's so long ago. Like whatever. Yeah. I guess the vomiting thing is where we see players cry. You do see players cry, and that's, I think fans actually like it in a way because it shows they give a damn. Um, the vomiting yes. one is interesting. That is weird. What was it? Donovan McNabb vomited on the field, right? Oh, yeah, Don- the Super uh, Bowl. Donovan McNabb. Yeah. Um, but to to do that after you lose, I guess you're just so sick that you didn't complete that unbeaten yeah. perfect season. Yeah. That's multiple, wild. multiple vomitings, Jerry. Isn't it amazing that it was the Giants that got them twice? Twice. Isn't that something? Yeah. And Eli Manning. That is really remarkable. Yeah. Who does not look athletic. No, but he's like Gumby. You just, you can't break him. You can't break the guy. Mm -mm. No. And there's, when you look at a season like last year, where there were what, 60 something, 70 something starting quarterbacks because of all the injuries and all the backups that got to play or make a start or take a snap. And you think about the way that guy was out there, like a Favre, every yeah. single game. It's Unbelievable. Just unreal. It's also weird how, like, in that Super Bowl, the Giants' game plan was, Michael Strahan said, we were going to hit Tom Brady yes. on every play. Yeah. And we heard that of Rex Ryan of with Tom Brady. So, But there's two, yeah. That, why which aren't is every a, team Because doing you this. can't get to them. Like, that's a great game plan. But if your offensive line is better than your defense, if their offensive line is better than your defensive line and you can't get to the quarterback, guess what you're not going to do? Hit the quarterback. You can't. But they were a dominant defensive pass rush, and they were able to really take him off his spot, move him out of the pocket, flush him out, and they hit him. And that's how you be. You can be the greatest quarterback in the world. If you've got no time to throw, you stink. Get out. Yeah, and then like I hear teams talking about Patrick Mahomes like that, right? Oh, we're gonna hit him. We're gonna, but he runs well, around. He's a little different because he can make a lot out of nothing with his feet and his creativity. Yeah. That's what to me separates him from 
really anybody else I've ever seen. I'm sure others have done it like him to some degree, but I've never seen anything this good. Like, I mean, literally, he can be flushed out of a pocket, about to get just leveled, and he'll have one of these underhand scoop, no-look passes, and there's Travis Kelsey come running across the field, and there he is. Right. And it might be a one-yard gain, but for everybody else, it'd be a four-yard loss and maybe an injury. Uh, he's been remarkable. He really has been. The other thing I forget about that Super Bowl with the Tyree helmet catch, as amazing as that mm-hmm. was, the Patriots got the ball back with like 10 seconds mm-hmm. left. And Tom Brady threw a real deep right ball. Right through the hands of, oh, don't tell me. Uh, right right through his hands. Well, it, He it, had a jump. And he was double covered. But he it went t- through his hands. It touched his fingertips. And as he said, because it touched my fingertips, I think about that play every day. Who was it? Moss? Yeah. Randy it was Randy Moss. Moss? Yeah. Was it really? Who was so dominant that year for the Patriots. Oh, I didn't realize it was Randy Moss. Yeah. Okay. He said it hit his, and you could see it. He did have the height over the two giant yeah. defenders, but it just nicked off the top that's of his. How, and that's how close it can be. Right. Very similar. I mean, he didn't catch it, but similar to the Aaron Rodgers throw in the Cowboy playoff game with the Packers a few years ago after the Cowboys had taken the lead with not much time yeah. left at all, or maybe tied it. No, I think they took the lead. I don't remember. Um, and then he throws that crazy sideline pass that the guy goes up and catches, gets his feet in, and then they kick a 50-yard field goal or a 55-yard field goal and beat them. That's where the Patriots could have been had he made that catch. Right. Yeah, it's, listen, it's a game of injury. We know this. I mean, it's the slightest of margins. Yes, it sure is. And even even like that play is not a great play. Which it's one? not the Tyree play. Like, it's what a cool catch and all that, but it's like, it wasn't like he got free, Eli saw him, stepped back, hit him in stride. Like, that was a funky play. Oh, yeah. You know? and as Almost uh, got sacked. Oh, my gosh. He was yeah. he was in the grass. Yep, yep. And then even on that play, as they showed it in this documentary, and Tom Brady is talking about it, and Tom Brady says, look, look. He's like, if that ball's tipped and you look around, there's five. Right. Not only co- not the guys covering Tyree. There were five random Patriots around that. It gets picked off. Right. If it's tipped or that's it. Yeah. And it's yeah. just amazing. Well, and that's the difference between winning and losing. You talk about the Seahawks Super Bowl that they won uh, at the end with the interception at the goal line. The game like that. In that case, they won it when it looked like they were going to lose. This one, you thought they'd win. They lost. I mean. Yeah. Things in life balance out, Al. It, they sure do, Jerry. And that. The Knicks balanced things out with last night winning when they should have lost, when they lost, when they probably should have beat Houston. Right, and that's what they say with good teams, Jerry. They find ways to win those games they shouldn't win. Yes, there right? are. There's a there's a lot to that, correct. Sometimes everything's not perfect, and sometimes you need a little luck on your side. You do. That is true. Jerry, I've got a new person I'm looking up to. His name is Ryan Clark. You'll recall Ryan Clark of ESPN, yeah, former I player. I do not understand this for the life of me. He, uh, I don't get it. His contract expired with ESPN. Yeah. He put out a hype video. Yeah, we played it last week. Where you played it. He essentially said, uh, I want to do less work and make more money. Mm. And we all laughed and laughed. And now he's uh, back. So what's the contract? Doesn't say yet. So how do we know he's going to work less and make more? I'm not sure. So we have any details on the contract? We do not. Okay. So all we know is that they re-signed him. Correct. Okay. So we're not quite there yet. But I kind of have a feeling he got his uh, way. Either that or his agent said, hey, dumbass, no one else is going <laughs> to sign you. Oh. This is what ESPN's offering. 
Like, are you running to ESPN to watch? No offense. I no, mean, but I, this is what I'm saying. Sometimes, like, guys, you just have to make people believe. And then, well, but again, we don't know the contract. The we don't. We don't know the contract. I don't necessarily know that he got more for less. I don't know that. I'm going to put out a hype video today. I mean, ESPN's another one of these companies that has laid off a lot of people. I know, it's, it's, but then it's weird. Then they'll sign somebody for $50 million. It doesn't make any sense. Well, Stephen A. Smith gets a lot of the money. Right. <laughs> I mean, and good for him. I'm going to do a hype video today, Jerry. Go Hi, for it. I'm Al. I want to do less and make more. Mm-hmm. I'll well, post that. I mean, this hour is you're doing more for less. <laughs> We could start. Do that already. We could start. No, no, you're not. You're doing the opposite. You're. You want to do less for more. Right now, you're doing more for less. Yes, it's the opposite, Jerry. (laughs) Correct. I need to do the opposite of that. (laughs) Why don't you post? Why don't you scrub fan from all of your social media, and then post some videos, and see how that goes? Yes. All right. It's a tactic. I don't know if it'll work. It's a tactic. Warm up show with me and Flegelman tomorrow. (laughs) Do not put Flegelman in my spot. (laughs) Trust me, I'm kidding. Uh, so this is an interesting one, Jerry, and I, I think I can safely say I know who Aaron Andrews is talking oh, about. Oh, you you know this? <clears throat> well, I, I do, yeah. I saw the uh, I saw the uh, article about the podcast. Can I play? I want to play it yes, for you, Yes, please though. do, Jerry. I was so excited I was going right. to do this after the break. Oh, you want to do it after the break? No, we can play it now. All right, do we it We have now. time. So we'll do it live now. I saw this last night. Yeah. And I made a little notation. I'm like, this is right up Al's alley. Because who is one of your favorite players of all time? Johnny Lynch. Well, you now best. have another reason to love John Lynch. Not just the Bucks player, but the man. Okay. So Aaron Andrews on her Calm Down podcast with Carissa Thompson, they take, you know, viewer questions. And one of the questions was, have you ever been, ever had such a bad day at work where you felt like you wanted to run away and hide or go crawl in a hole and just be left alone? To where she then recounts as an intern. Uh, she, say? she, she said intern. a young. She started to say she was an intern, but then she's like, no, nah, maybe I wasn't an intern. Whatever. I'll play the clip. She was 19 or 20 years old. It's 30 seconds, but it's worth it, especially if you're a John Lynch fan. I was working kind of freelance for an Orlando station, and they wanted sound Orlando. from the Bucks locker room. And a particular player was so nasty to me Mm. um he physically turned his back away from me in the middle of his scrum he also told me to go back rehearse my question and come back when i was ready i was mortified i was 19 20 years old um i had practiced i did slip up a little bit i like stumbled he knew it he knew i was young i instantly started having tears come down my face and two players in particular Derek Brooks and John Lynch saw it, pulled me over, and said, what do you need? How about that? And I 100% guarantee the douche player was Warren I know. <laughs> I, knew I know it was. Gonna, it might have been. It probably I was, was in that locker room yeah. all the time. Do you remember 19-year-old Aaron Andrews? I don't, Jerry. Oh, baby, though. <laughs> Man. Yeah, it might have been him. She 100% it was him. She did not. He was the, the only douche in the locker room. In the clip that I saw um, that I grabbed, I did not see now, I do have the whole – I actually went and got the um, – I didn't subscribe to the show, but I went and got the show, so I, I'm recording the entire thing. I'm going to tweet at her. Gonna, we know it was Warren Sapp. You should. I was there. I could just say I was there, even though I wasn't there. Well, you, But you were there. I probably there. was there. You're right. I was going to say, you were in that locker room. He tried – well, I was going to say he tried to intimidate me. He did intimidate me. <laughs> it did work. He turned his back on you and told you to go rehearse? No, he stood up over me, tried to physically intimidate me. Yeah. 
And it even got written up in the Hubert Mizell column of the St. Pete Times. So that's facts. Was your name in it? Yes. Really? My name was in it. How about that's correct. That? So that's got to be somewhere in an archive. It has to be, yeah. Had to be 97, 98. All right. So there's two things we got to find now. Yes. We got to find that article. Uh huh. And we need somebody to give us Geo saying goodbye to Pittsburgh. The audio. <laughs> That's gold. The crying goodbye oh, to Pittsburgh. Oh, that would be the way he is made, and he admits it, the way he has made fun of people that cry when yeah. they say goodbye, it, he, I think he literally has had that tape buried because he has admitted to how bad it is. Yeah. We've got to, so those two things now we've got to find. Just don't know if anybody's got either of them. I think what happened, uh, as I saw in this uh, Patriots documentary, when the uh, Spygate tapes yeah. were after the investigation. And destroyed? Yeah, a, a girl who worked in the office said she was told to get a hammer and smash the tapes. Yeah, I know. So that's Geo probably did this. <laughs> <laughs> we used to record all the audio in Astoria on VHS tapes. So maybe Geo took a sledgehammer to the VHS tapes in uh, Pittsburgh. <laughs> all right, quick break. When we come back, another football story, kind of vulgar too and rude, and it involves the Jets. We'll have that, the audio, and more on the fan. All right, great to have you with us. Coming up on a quarter to six, we've got Boomer, we've got Geo, and we've got you. Kind of. Um, so I teased something going into the break. So this Bills-Jets rivalry took another, uh, went up another notch yesterday as Vlad TV sat down with Dion Dawkins. What is Vlad, Vlad TV, TV is a very... Uh, Sounds Russian. It's And I don't know if it is or it's not, but I will tell you they have a uh, a lot of hits and a lot of views. Really? Yeah, it's an online uh, video source. Um, it's like uh, video programming, digital programming. Very successful. Digital. Yes. So they he says, said, Jerry, they're the world's leader in urban news. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I will tell you, huge following. That mm. I do know. All right. So we they posted... On social media, this sit down with Deion Dawkins of the Bills. And he was asked his issue with the Jets. You get into it with the Jets. Yeah. What happened? Weirdos being weird. <laughs> Weirdos being weird. And then things get ratcheted up a little bit when he's talking about Michael Clemens. Number 72, Michael Clemens. Michael Clemens. Yeah. Yeah. Bitch boy. Um, <laughs> bitch boy. You know, I'm going to just keep it a buck. I hate them. He didn't say it once, said it twice. Oh, he was about to go, I'm going to keep it above board, but I hate them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's not that? a fan of the Jets, Jerry. Now, I didn't see this because I was recording this right before I came in. Did Sauce Gardner then respond, or did someone respond back at him on social media yesterday? Sauce Gardner responded, but not in a negative way. Okay. He was, I forget what it was. It was nothing. It was Got it. like he acknowledged it. The what was something was said, but he he didn't like pour gasoline on the fire. He was like, I don't know. so he wasn't just a weirdo being a weirdo. No, okay. He also said somewhere in there that uh, he thinks the Jets players play the sport just to try to be cool. Uh, that is correct. He said this one. Those are a bunch of dudes that just want to to take pictures on Instagram. <laughs> like that's whack. Like I play this because I'll die by it. But they just want to take Oh, photos. that was what Sauce Gardner said. He responded that we, okay. we play, I play the game because I really, because I, I love the game. And da, 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 da. That's what he was responding yes. to. Yeah, no, That's this, whack, Jerry. That is whack. You can't be taking Instagram pictures while you're on the field. That's still, you're still not allowed to do that, right? I sacked I'm, Tom Brady. I'm waiting for that. <laughs> At some point, 
we will see a guy running down the running down yes. the field for a touchdown. He pulls the uh, the phone out of his pocket and starts taking live video. Yes, would you be shocked? I would not be shocked. I mean, it'd be a hell of a fine, but it would also be one hell of a story. I saw a video of the Giants' victory parade from that 2008 Super Bowl mm-hmm. over the Patriots. That was the one I was in. Okay, so they they're showing the video of the Giants celebrating, and everyone is holding up their flip phone. Oh, sure. You, that's where my pictures came from. I would love to see what those pictures look like from your flip you phone know in 2008. Funny? I can I can bring some in tomorrow. Yeah. I have a bunch of them, and better than you'd think. Not mm. great. I'm not. They're not like you know these wonderful glossy photos. Oh, now they're beautiful. But photos. they came out better than you would think, and I printed a lot of them out. And it's I, to me, it was neat. Not that I was, you know, we were in the back following the parade, but to be going down. The avenues yeah. with the it's just a sea of humanity. It was wild. Yeah, I don't know where they are putting all these people. I don't know. That was also the parade afterwards. I then got on the subway, and the subway stalled between stops. And I saw, it was the first time in my life, I saw, like, real human panic, where people after, like... You were all jammed in there because yeah. it was from the parade? I had to take the... Because of where we ended up, I had to get back to a story to get to my car. And I took us, was getting on the subway and in between stops, it just stopped and the lights went out. Oh man. And everybody was okay for a few minutes, but after like nine, 10 minutes, 11, it was, they had to tow us in and it was, I would say after like 20, it wasn't, it didn't take an hour or anything like that. It was probably 20, 25 minutes before they started moving us back to this. But people, you could see people were panicked because remember we were only five, six years after nine eleven. Right. Like it was. Did it was anybody scary. Uh, grope you while you no. were? Okay, that's good. No, nobody groped me. I didn't grope anybody. Good, good for you, Jerry. Everybody was in our car. Was okay. Okay, but good. There was. You could see people were really starting to get nervous. Yeah, that was back when. As was I. Now there's actually you could actually get cell service on the subways. Is that true? Yeah, underground really. Underground, yeah. Back no, there then, was nothing. No chance. No, there was nothing. New no chance. My little Samsung flip phone wasn't right. working so good. Call nine one one. Yeah. You punch out a text. One 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 means uh, the letter C. <laughs> Remember that doing those stupid texts. <laughs> uh, we thought it was the coolest thing, Jerry. We lost one of the greats, uh, wrestler by the name oh. of Ole Anderson. Who? Ole Anderson, Jerry. When did he wrestle? Well, he was an '80s wrestler. If you grew up with TBS, as uh, many of us did back in the day, uh, we had the, the TBS was great because it had the Atlanta Braves, the Braves. games on it, yep. and on Saturday nights. Georgia Championship Wrestling, and the great Ole Anderson was a wrestler Georgia, there. Ch- I never even heard oh, of man, that. Jerry, Georgia so Championship Wrestling? Yeah, but they had like Ric Flair was in really? Georgia Championship. Yeah, they had Road Warriors. They had really big names. So was that like your for your stop before the WWF, or was that another? It was another. They were, they were on it. They were like the same era for me. Really? Yeah, but one was was based like in the South, and, and one was based in the Northeast. Hmm. But Ole Anderson was with Ric Flair, one of the four horsemen, Jerry. Then he became a broadcaster. Then he became uh, in the front office of WCW, I think. But I'm just happy to see a wrestler dying at the age of 81 instead of, you know, 47, I was going to say 58, right. Yeah. I mean, that guy had a sure tough had life, a, I would I'm sure think. had a tough life, but Physically. Uh, got, got out of it probably early enough and got into the front office section of things. Okay. But well, Jerry, throw up a four horseman for him today. If rest you will. in peace. Rest in peace, Ole Anderson. Okay. His brother Arn Anderson was also in. Uh, they had no real gimmick. They just wrestled. They were just wrestlers. 
Did they did they tag in Louis ever? Louis Anderson. <laughs> he was very unsuccessful wrestler. <laughs> I'm sure. He went into comedy instead. <laughs> But that would have been great. Oli, Arn, and Louis Anderson. <laughs> that would have been some scene. In a six-man tag match. Imagine him on the turnbuckle <laughs> yeah. flying through the air. Oh, Louis Anderson is on top of him, pinning uh, him. Were they ever champions? Uh, I don't think so. They didn't write that in? No, I don't think those guys no. were champions. They all, they were all like, they were Ric Flair's guys. So if anybody picked on Ric Flair, Jerry, you had to deal with four dudes mm. come beat you down in the ring. Well, all right then. Not fair, but... This Not is fair. the way Flair rolled. I understand. Well, I don't understand, but okay. Limousines, airplanes, Jerry, four horsemen. Mm. Yeah, nothing. Good night, Oli. That's all you got to say, Jerry. Good night. I already said rest in peace. What else do you want from me? That's a good one. Rest in peace is also very good. Uh, I guess Saquon Barkley is not going to get franchise tag, Jerry. Did they have to make that decision already or not yet? Well, this was the week where it was starting. So T. Higgins got franchise tag yesterday morning. Um, I guess the Giants have made it known that they're not going to franchise tag Saquon again, although they could. So I guess if they think that they – I guess if the two sides do want to come together on a long-term deal – you could theoretically franchise tag him just to extend the time to do it so he doesn't become a free agent. Um, but by all indications, he's going to be a free agent. Now, with the extra money that these teams are getting since the salary cap increased by so much, uh, I even heard Brandon talking about this yesterday, it makes more sense for the Giants if they really want him to stick around now that they have all this money that's free like other teams do, where you could give them two or three years. But I don't know. When you look at the CBS Sports Network, I know they've got uh, golf on right now. They do. But on our monitor in here, they put the list of free. Look at these guys. They just put it up for us. They're listening. Good job, Stephen and Andrew. Uh, so listen to this list. Wow. Barkley, Josh Jacobs, Derek Henry, Tony Pollard, Austin Eckler, DeAndre Swift, A.J. Dillon, Devin Single. I mean, are you kidding me? That's a huge list of free agent running backs. Ed, that Clyde could Edwards be free Hilaire. agents, I should say. Yes. At the bottom. Man. Zeke's career is pretty much over, you would think. Yes. Yeah. He's not really what he was. I'm sure someone will sign him to a small deal, but like those are some big names, and you've got to wonder like what the deals are going to look like. And there's like eight of them who had over well over a thousand yards of uh, from scrimmage. Yeah, and people don't care. It's so just weird. no one cares, and I don't understand it. I really don't like the fact like Derrick Henry's sitting out there, and you don't even. It's not even. He really, will be sitting out there. Yeah, it's barely talked about. Well, Derrick Henry's got a lot of mileage on him. Like he's one of those guys that I feel like his he's an old school back. I feel like he's and I have to look at the numbers. I feel like he averages thirty carries a game and has been beaten down in Tennessee. But it seems like he's so large, I feel like he doesn't get but abused I, as much. You're right. But I also well, he does a lot of the punishing. Yeah. But he also takes a lot of hits. And unless you're John Riggins, who got better as he got older, I feel like these old these bigger backs they decline quickly. Yeah, I would love to see him get on a cool team. Because he's on the Titans. They're so not cool. It has cool. been. I know. They're not cool, Jerry. Right. Well, they could try be, to be cool. He will be somewhere else next year. But they're not Where would cool. you like to see him? Green Bay? <laughs> no. I don't know where I would like to see him. But just on a, like a more visible team, like that's cool. Put him okay. on the Cowboys, Jerry. Mm. Let's switch him and Tony Pollard out. Nah. No, not interested. I just, I just think he's there's a lot of mileage there. I don't I don't know. Hmm. If I was the Cowboys, I'm not even joking. I would go all in on Saquon Barkley. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would. 
His pass catching ability, he's still he's still very shifty. He's still fast. Plus, you get the Giants twice a year and be a little extra that intrigue. Too. And that's to me is the one as good as their offense was for much of the year. I know the playoff game was brutal. Uh, for as good as their offense was for a lot of the year, the one thing they really lacked. Tony Pollard was not good this year. He was average. They needed him to be better than average. I think Barkley and Dallas would be ridiculous. You needed but, above average from him. You got below average. Uh, you got average. Oh, average. he was average. Just he wasn't average. great. And I think uh, he, I think they expected a lot better from him, but we'll see. All right, quick break. When we come back, we got Boomer and Geo standing by right now. Standing by, her name is Amy Lawrence. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. All right, we got about two minutes to go. Boomer and Geo standing by. What else, Al? I see that uh, Judy Batista, Jerry. She's uh, well known in NFL uh, circles. Yeah. Yes, NFL Network. NFL Network. She's yeah. from here too. I think New York Times. She used to work for Is that covering right? the Jets and the Giants, and then she got the job with the NFL Network. Yep. So she's saying that there was very little talk. Of uh, overturning that uh, rule, I have no problem with that. Where the uh, if, uh, the uh, fumble, I saw this. Yeah, yeah, if the offensive player fumbles yeah. the ball into the end zone, don't fumble. Yeah, I kind of like the rule now too. It I I, I hated it, but it, listen, does it suck? Yes, don't fumble. Right, but it really gives the other team a, a last yeah prayer to punch that ball away. Yes, absolutely. You and it, it's burned a lot of teams, but it also helps other teams. There's always two sides to it. Right. How about this? Don't turn the ball over. Right. Every time, like, it's like when they go, um, you know, them scoring that meaningless touchdown ruined it for betters. Or How about the people that won? <laughs> right. The, those bad beats bad that they beats. talk about on ESPN. Yeah. How about good beats? Good wins. A good beat. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Even, like, there was a thing with the Rangers last week where the Rangers, it looked like, scored with two-tenths of a second to go uh, an empty net goal that would have pushed the over-under. For the over. Yeah. And everybody's crying for the people that have the over. Well, how about the people that have the under that's they're holding their breath, hoping for no empty net exactly. goal? So good for them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. I saw a, um, speaking of that type of play, uh, remember that Buffalo Bills Cowboys Super Bowl where Don Beebe ran down and uh, knocked that ball? Out of Leon Lett's hand. Yeah. Yeah. I got to tell you, for, I never saw the angle from the goal line. They always mm-hmm. show that angle. It looks like he's already in the end zone. Oh, is that true? Yeah. Well, the angle that you usually see is from behind, yes. so it's hard to tell. Hard to I tell. know he was close. Yeah. I do know he was close, but that's and that was at a documentary on Netflix, too? Well, that was the the Buffalo Bills one where they went to four straight Super Bowls and lost. So that was, There yeah. was a documentary on the Bills? Really? Yeah. I didn't even know that. It was I cool. mean, I'm not surprised. It was, yeah, it was a 30 for 30. Oh, okay. It was one of those that's back on uh, Netflix now. Right. So I watched that one, too. And Don Beebe says that the, the Bills owner... Went up to him after the game and was like, "Well, think about what the score was at that time." Yeah, it was I mean, blowout central. It would have been so easy just to hang your head and be like, "Oh, another one." And he didn't quit on that play or that game, even though they were down by thirty points at the yes. time and saved further embarrassment and became like a legend. Absolutely, to Bills fans. Absolutely, Jerry. and Leon Lett goes down as the guy who screwed up Thanksgiving. WFAN, WFAN FM, WFAN FM HD One, New York, always live on the Free Odyssey app.